Uh, Stu, have I ever told you about that time I saw two homeless guys dressed as Santa Claus have a brawl out the front of Central Station? <laughs> uh, no, and I'm angry at you for not having done so. Um, it was upsetting, to say the least. Um, <laughs> they, they were very intoxicated, two of them. I don't know why they both... When I say dressed as Santa... Sorry, let me, let me ask. Dog. Did you see it from the start or did you walk in I walked in. Midstream? I walked in midstream. Right. Yeah. When I say dressed as Santa, I reckon they had one Santa outfit spread between the two of them. <laughs> well, maybe that's what they were fighting. Could be. Now, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But, yeah, one of them was wearing a kind of shirtless under a kind of Santa velvet jacket almost. Yeah, makes and sense. a Santa hat. Mm. And the other one was in pretty much only Santa shorts. And, <laughs> yeah, Traditional Santa shorts. Traditional shorts. Australian Santa shorts. And, yeah, it was a pretty full-on brawl um, just uh, at the end of school right. <laughs> out the front of Central Station. So, yep. like, there were some young kids, man. Yeah. Kids who are on the cusp of maybe still believing in Santa. <laughs> yeah, it was um, harrowing. All right. But once you, once you see a Santa in shorts, you start questioning things, don't you? Yeah. Have you ever seen also that yearly thing in new york the santa santa crawl i think it might be santa day over there right that is literally yearly there are videos of like multi-santa brawl (laughs) yeah we will stop this and look that up you they're great like a group of 40 drunk santas all punching on it's great they need to but for the sake of everyone's enjoyment they need to be fully kitted out i don't want this half santa shit they go all out in the sand no, yeah. it's not it's not a homeless guy out the front of central station right, this is okay, people right, in, a, in a bloody right. santa outfit now these two guys that how I'm did sorry, it resolve yeah. like what happened oh it's probably too hardcore for um our viewing audience one guy bottled the other guy and then no. the police showed up <laughs> with a long neck too yeah it was so hectic. hang on <laughs> he was saving the bottle for if the fight started not going his way. He was holding the bottle back. Yeah, I think that's a good point. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. It was one of those um, kind of less dramatic but more passionate bottlings too where... That's <laughs> no, opposed to what? The casual bottle. No, 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 no. Like... <laughs> Like a like a kind of fight style bottling is where you would hold the bottle by its neck yeah. and then hit them as a kind of downswing. Yeah. Whereas a passionate bottling is more of a holding the drink as if you're drinking it and then thrusting it into their face like right. a forward kind of. Yeah. So it was yeah because I don't think he had I think he was trying to not bottle the other man and then it just all got too much and he did. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've worked in pubs etc before yeah uh, uh, there's there's a lot to be said about your bottling and glassing technique oh yeah I, i've seen someone just shove a glass into someone's face you're gonna get cuts on your hands absolutely fucking think about what you're doing my friend um glassed himself oh yeah uh, yeah it was quite funny he was um we had, had was he fighting himself over a santa suit <laughs> <laughs> he, we had had quite a party and um everyone it was you know we were 18 19 something like that Everyone had gone to sleep in different kind of various states of disarray in various places, and he had fallen asleep holding a wine glass in a bean bag outside, <laughs> and woke up with blood all over him and glass. And he was, came inside. Who who bottled me? Who bottled me? <laughs> he had he had fallen asleep and bottled himself with with the glass. Oh, right. yeah. Who bottled me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, Tim. Yeah, that was, was me. Yeah. Sorry about that, mate. <laughs> You were sleeping. Yeah, so on that note. 
Hello and welcome to What's the Go? It's the sport podcast that talks about sport. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, I was thinking when you said that and the way you pronounced it that we should get into a product line called Warts to Go and it's a Warts Off kind of balm. What's that got to do with what I said? What's oh, the what's go? the go? Sorry, you know the yeah. name of the podcast. Sorry. When yeah. said kind of lazily, it sounds like what's to go. Yeah, what? Yeah, all right. What's to go? Uh, that's isn't that more of a takeaway Uber yeah, kind yeah. of situation? Yeah, if you want to play you to warts. Yeah, yeah. here we got your warts to go. A distressing start to the show. Yeah, that is more distressing than usual. How are you, Monty? What yeah, do you I'm got good. to fucking? Oh, sorry. That's no. all right. We swear on this, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but listen, no, yeah. But we, we try not to. What, what don't if, start off on that. What book? if we want to? What if we want to submit to the Australian Podcast Awards or something? We've got to kind of, you know, do clean have, ourselves up and sort ourselves out. Do they have a no swearing policy? I think there's something to be said about gratuitous swearing. They probably don't like that. Actually, they probably don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> fuck, it's the modern world. People say shit. It's the modern world. Yeah. Swear your head off. It's the modern world, says Monty. I've got to, yeah, put that on my tombstone. <laughs> Swear your head off. It's the modern world, Monty. All right. um, how am I, you were saying? Mm. Um, good, mate. Um, I, I'm enjoying this kind of slow roll into summer. You know, it's getting hot and then it's getting a bit cold again. Then it's getting hot and then it's getting a bit cold again. And we're getting there, which is good. That's going to mean nothing to our Lithuanian listeners. Yeah, or our Azerbaijani listeners. Are they in the Northern Hemisphere? I think so. I think they're busy fighting Armenians at the moment. I think it's, it's one of those got things. Much time for a tangential sport podcast. Yeah, well, maybe it takes them away. Um, <laughs> I think a lot more of the world is in the Northern Hemisphere than you think. No, I'm aware that quite a lot of it's <laughs> in the Northern no, Hemisphere. I, I I've seen think, maps oh, and everything. Yeah, no. I always think, you know, no, that must be in the Southern Hemisphere. It's not in the no, Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, it's not much in the Southern Hemisphere. Have we ever, um, has the world ever toyed with the idea of sporting competitions just just per hemisphere? <laughs> has the world ever toyed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like North Northern Hemisphere versus Southern Hemisphere after a kind of Olympics for both hemispheres. So, like, we have the Southern Hemisphere Olympics, where we, I assume, pump everyone. <laughs> yeah, sure. And then we fight the best of the best from the Northern Hemisphere. I think that would be like those games, you know, when you're playing club sport of some kind as a kid. Yeah. Not enough people have turned up on your side, so the other side gives you some players. Yeah, yeah. And they play completely fairly down the line and don't at all favour their own team. S- especially with um, snow-related sports, probably. There's less of that in the Southern Hemisphere, yeah, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, so it's what? What do we got? New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Argentina. Yeah, Argentina. We've got some South. They're bloody fantastic on the slopes, aren't they? Yeah, they <laughs> known for it. Um, Chile. Oh yeah, well, and some South. You know, other. You know, couple of um, Zimbabwe. Yeah, yeah. Where is the equator in Africa? It's quite near the near the top. Yeah, you're getting up near the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'd have a fair whack of. Central to lower Central African nations yeah. on our side. I think we'd have to press for Summer Olympics. Oh yeah, you'd hope you'd hope for that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good. I think we should look into this. Or, or you know, kabaddi. Let's, kabaddi, why, kabaddi, kabaddi. Why are we going to worry about Olympics? Just is there anything other than the globe that is divided hemispherically? Like, is there is there a UN of the Southern Hemisphere? <laughs> <laughs> anything that's well, hemisphere based. Where would based? that be? Mildura. Yeah, something like that, you know, like, yeah, or like um, NATO, but only the Northern Hemisphere. Well, now, uh, hang much. on. Well, yeah. counterbalance. We do need a NATO in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, there we? you go. Yeah, yeah. Base it out of 
Port Moresby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that in the Southern Hemisphere? Well, Just. Yeah, no, it's in the Southern Hemisphere, but it's it's perfect. It's the whole town's called a port. There you go. Get Use it for what it's called. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think oh, we should well, let's do. get on this. I think, yeah, any of you um, hemispheric freaks out there, get, get onto us. Let us know. Let me cast my eyes across my run list of sport things we have to talk about, Monty. Ta- tangential, remember, tangential. Uh, there's a kid yelling. Is it in trouble? How'd he get in the studio? <laughs> it's a lie. The studio's just my house. I'm, I'm concerned the birds are eerily quiet today. Yeah, they're up to something. Attacking children, I suppose. Um, I um, I've been getting some weird bird stuff going on lately. I think. I, oh, have uh, you had another avian week? Have you? A bit avian, yeah. Um, I had some cockatoos go a bit, bit balmy at me yesterday. Yeah, go on. I think I walked into, walked up, stumbled upon something they didn't want me to see, <laughs> and they um, they all um, kind of like started squawking and then took up positions on either side of the road on the um the electricity wires right and kind of like watched me through drug deal you reckon i don't know what was going on yeah it felt like that scene out of the beginning of um uh no country for old men (laughs) (laughs) have you ever seen um uh i think it's buzzards or what are the ones uh that eat you when you're dead vultures yeah have you ever seen them walk around a dead friend of theirs in a circle no it's pretty weird all right so after this things i've got to look up to watch are multi-man santa brawls multi-man santa brawls and circling vultures circling vultures it's that one's weird and the other the other weird avian thing sorry to stay on the tangent i saw a bush turkey flying and he flew up into the top of a tree and i'd never seen that and it blew my mind yeah yeah bush turkeys fly mate they got wings and everything why do they walk more is it do they prefer to walk well because usually they're pretty chunky so it's probably a bit of effort to fly yeah, yeah, that's probably right. And and you know they like to fossick around on the ground. So they why would you fly fossick. when all your food's kind of down low? So why do they fly? Just to get to other low areas. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Eating. you might have you might have exhausted all your ground food options in yeah, one spot. Your fossickings up. Well, I had one in my backyard the other day, and oh, it, just, yeah. it had to come from over the fence. So you know. of course it did. He didn't walk. He didn't well, knock on your door. That's did what he? I mean. Yeah, so, good point. Good point. All right. Sorry, that was my bird stuff. No, that's okay. How do we get there? Oh, yeah, a child yelled. A child yelled. Right, yeah, okay. of course, of course. <laughs> uh, it's grand final week in the Aussie footy codes. And doesn't it just not feel like it? Absolutely. It feels like not much at all. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, usually grand final two weeks, I'm pretty pumped, especially the, like, AFL grand final week. Yeah. Have you ever been to a grand final? Either code? You know, I don't think... I, no, I've never been to either grand final. I've been to semis, but never the big yeah, one. Yeah, the big grand I think I've been to one NRL grand final when I was a, a, a wee tacker. Yeah. And I've been to two losing Swans AFL finals. Yeah. Bit shit, but... Mm. Yeah, no, and it's... A, what a week, man. Usually it's great, especially in Victoria for the AFL. Everyone gets pumped up. Less so here in Sydney for the, you know, week of... Like, yeah, but that's that's kind of what begs my question. Like, it feels very unlike a grand final week at the moment. Absolutely. But what's different? Yeah, good point. Like, I know it's COVID, etc. but what am I doing different that's making me feel less grand finally? I, I hate to say it, but maybe it's a maybe it's just our culture thing, but I think your grand final week is the biggest if your team's in it, and if it's not in NRL, it's not that big of a week. Yeah. Whereas I think the AFL, at least Victoria, I've been there for a week leading up, and it's the city's pumping. It's yeah, kicking off. It's fair call. 
Yeah, so we, obviously we've got uh, Panther Storm in the NRL, Richmond Geelong in the AFL, and I think it's pretty cool because Geelong's kind of like the Panthers of the a- AFL, I reckon. Because they're the Cats? Because they're... It was Richmond's Cats too. Westby Out of the four Bogans. teams, three are feline. Is that something? Yeah. Yeah, what do you mean they're like that? Well, I answered you, but you talked over no, the top of me. Just because they're cats? No, the Westy Bogans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, Geelong is definitely Westy Bogans. Oh, what do you mean kind of? So Penrith's not? No, Penrith are. <laughs> De- Penrith definitely are. All right. Uh, obviously, the Dally M's and the Brownlows. I'm just moving on from yeah, that. Yeah, Dally yeah. M's and the Brownlows happened uh, with a, uh, a big munt up in the Dally yeah, M's yeah, with the old Murdoch bloody press, the Daily Telegraph, releasing the results. Like How, how early was it? Was it, was it just... Pretty, pretty sure it was just prior to ceremony. <sighs> Could you bet on it still? Oh, it depends how quick on the on uptake the, fingers, the yeah, old... Yeah betting companies were i guess yeah well surely if you can bet on it which i think you can they would scratch it surely. yeah right yeah or, or surely no one should be able to have the results before it's announced well <laughs> bill buzz rothfield would have had him beforehand so he could write his article so he's not staying up late i mean to write yeah okay he, he, he he's, he's got to work during the, he's yeah. got to work during the day <laughs> Um, Yeah, so big stuff up. Other than that, did you, you know, you pick anything out of the the, the Dally M's this year? Anything get you? It just seemed to be some weird, like, it's almost like everyone was over it by the last few rounds and just weird-ass scoring going on. Yeah, didn't they not give Teddy a point for a game in which he gave four try assists? Like, that's a bit... Not good enough. That's a bit kind of like, (laughs) what do you you want, man? Like, yeah, jeez. Whiten got three points just for coming on and falling over and farting. Do you think Whiten should have got it? Look, whenever I've seen him, he's played very well. Is it him or the team, though? No, him. Him? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. All right. He runs hard. I think it's so... I think it's so unusual to see people consistently running hard. Yeah. That when someone does it, you go, bloody oh, Nora, look, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. give him a Dally M. Yeah. And um, who was it? Lockie Neal in the uh, in the Brownlow. Mm. Um, I saw one funny thing, which was, um, I think it was the Fremantle team, maybe? But either way, did you see it? Because you were only allowed to have, I think, four players from each team at, per table because right. of COVID. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed someone had pointed this out on Twitter as if the four people from, I think it was Fremantle, didn't know each other. They really looked like they were struggling for conversation and like they were only they only knew each other because their girlfriends knew each other. It was that kind of look. Right. Yeah. Well, what's this? Why is Ash Barty going to present the Tigers the Cup if they win? Do you know anything about that? Um, look, I know... I know she bloody loves stats. them. Yeah, she loves but, them. But And then apparently she's famous enough that... I think you as a team must get to... As the club, you get to pick who gives you the... Oh, I see. Yeah, which is interesting. All right. Who would you pick? Daryl Summers. Daryl Summers to give it to you? Yeah. I thought about that or I was thinking the captain of the other team. Like... <laughs> 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 or something like that. Like if you could really rub it into someone or something yeah. like that, that could be good. Um, no. Like Mark Jacko Jackson. Yeah, that's what you want. You get everyone fired up. Yeah, he would fire everyone up. Maybe keep the cup himself. So. <laughs> um, no, I think it's, you know, fun, whatever. But surely if, if they do win, no one's going to remember that, right? Like they're just as soon as she passes it to um, Jack Rewald, it's going to be yeah. up in the air, right? Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, speaking of grand finals, how about them Vixens? 
Melbourne win the netball championship. Yeah, I, I saw this as a headline. Yeah, and that was it. Well, it's, I like I like watching netball. Yeah, I do too. I wish I, I wish I made more time to do more of it. They're quite vicious. They're quite elbow. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, quite heavy. I, on the I have a friend who is an umpire in that competition, and just the the kind of effort and training and uh, in that competition, in the professional one. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. And the uh, mental stamina required to just maintain that level for an umpire. I, I played it once for a season. At that level? No, not at that level. Oh, okay. And I hated it. I thought it was the worst thing I've ever done. I really hated it. Really? And the thing I hated most was the referees. They were horrible. Yeah. I had never played the game before, and I was trying, and they didn't like me trying. That was the thing. That sport seems to um, punish you for trying. Yeah, I, well, I can and actually concur with that because I, whenever I tried to play yeah. mixed netball, yeah, yeah, me, I played mixed netball. Too. Um, I would, I would get roused on because yeah, you know, I, I played league, yeah, and I, you know, had a pretty good passing game on me, yeah. So I would, I would fire off really sharp rugby league style passes yeah. to people Nothing playing netball. It's great. It got the ball on their chest. Love it. Really sharp. Great. But because I didn't throw it in the way that they're meant to right. throw it. But that shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't matter. You yeah. got the ball on your chest. What do you want? Yeah, I got in trouble for going up too high for the ball, like jumping up in the air and hitting something oh, I thought on the you made a down. high shot. Oh, I didn't like that either. <laughs> um, no, I didn't like it. Didn't like it one. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I like it, but just let me pass how I want to pass. You'll get the ball. Don't worry how yeah, it looks. surely that's fine. Yeah. Right? You can pass however you want. Yeah, I would have thought so. But... I threw it overhand a lot too. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they didn't like that either. <laughs> um, so, well done, Vixens. Yeah, I think good is what work, we're trying Vixens. to say. Yeah, you guys are better than us at this sport. Uh, Australians rugby revival last a week. Yeah. Wallabies get absolutely pumped at Eden Park by look, the All Blacks. Look, there were some moments of looking decent in the first half. Yeah. And then it was back to the same old Eden Park stuff in the second. Eden Park, man, it's, I think... Yeah. I think it was 86, I saw them say, was the last time we won there. Yeah. That's, you know. Look, the Wallabies did their job. They played well right before some broadcast negotiations. Yeah, there you go. That's all we needed. That's all yeah. we needed out all of them. Needed. They can go back to being shit for 20 yeah. years. Yeah. I I used to really enjoy rugby union um, when, you know, Gregan days and kind of like late 90s and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It just, it's fallen off a bit, I think. Just for me, at least. I don't like it as much as I used to. I don't know why that is. It doesn't seem as free-flowing as it used to. No. Um, I liked the kicking games and the, yeah, know. and also the characters. Characters is a big part. Yeah, of it. I, I, you know, you like your Nick Far Joneses, your Campos, Campo. your um, yeah, like you say, your Greek John Eels, John Eels. Yeah. Um, who's the who's that bloody enormous bloke with the Jonah Lomu? Big, big oh Jonah Lomu, yeah, yeah. yeah but good. but oh, well, no, Richard Lowe, the Richard the- Lowe, no. <laughs> Dirtiest bastard yeah, to ever nice, play sports. Nice. Wow. Um, no, I'm thinking of uh, maybe it's more recent. The who's the big freaky looking bald wallaby bloke? What what's going on with the emails here? Uh, we're getting emails. I think is what's right. going on. Relax on that. <laughs> uh, freaky- also, did you notice that as soon as I said there's no birds, a bird started fucking. Yeah, they squawking. know. They know. Uh, freaky big bald guy. Oh. Oh, Nathan, Nathan Sharp. Sharp. Yeah. yeah Nathan Freaky Sharp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Old Freaky. Well, that's not nice. Was that his nickname, Old Freaky? <laughs> Are you going to say that to his face, mate? I don't know. Actually, no. Um, Bathurst happened. 
Yeah. Do you watch any of it? No, I don't like it. You don't like it? No. I'd like to go to Bathurst one week. Why? To drink? Well, not just one... Not Yeah, not just to Bathurst. I'd like to go to the race. <laughs> I mean... Yes, to drink. Yeah, it seems like Bogan... Just um, drink here. Like Bogan Woodstock. Just drink here. Uh, yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> Apparently, it's quite the scene. All right. Camping if on the If you're going hill. to Bathurst and you want to drink, why don't you just get like a slab, go down the river with a pan... Do a bit of prospecting. Bit of prospecting. Yeah, yeah, that sounds all right. And you might come away Hit with you'll come away with more than you do if you go watch a bloody car go round and round on a road. Isn't there that thing still that they have? You have like a limit of how much booze you can take per day, and it's something like a case and a bottle of hard liquor per person per day. <laughs> it was probably five to ten <laughs> years ago. I think it's less than that now. But that's yeah. when you had people going up in Hiding the weekends yeah. before yeah. burying that's booze great. on the mountain. That's fantastic. Bloody yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah, I've heard that there's some um, some facility nearby too where all the confiscated booze is stored. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, there's a heist movie in that, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. What it would be called? Uh, Taking Bathurst. <laughs> Takeaway Mountain. Takeaway Mountain's yeah. good. Um, look, I've got a, a couple of other headlines just to finish off this section with. Um, Keanu Reeves enjoys nice weekend with his girlfriend. I saw that on the uh, news.com.au website. Keanu Reeves, you say? Keanu Reeves. Has he ever been in a... Nice weekend with his girlfriend was the headline, Monty. Has he been in a, in a sports movie? How, is there no, a no, tangent no, 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 to no, get us back no, in? I'm just telling you okay. that the headline was Keanu Reeves enjoys nice weekend with his girlfriend. That was a headline of an article. Keanu Reeves seems like quite a nice fellow. A tragic figure of some sort. Yeah. Uh, like a um, like a, a, a tragic clown for the world, but also an action movie guy. There's a lot of photos of him looking sad on public transport. Sad Keanu, yeah. yeah. Fuck, there's a lot of differing headlines here. Let me get from the, this weekend. They had a bloody good weekend by the looks of things. Go on. Here we go. Um... Keanu Reeves still hanging out with girlfriend Alexander Grant in Berlin as the Matrix 4 films. Keanu Reeves kisses Alexander Grant as he heads to work on the Matrix 4. Well, we've, we've moved on. It's, you know, it's, it's escalating. Keanu Reeves shares a sweet kiss with girlfriend Alexander Grant in Berlin. These that- are all headlines to fully written articles. Wow. Uh, Matrix 4, you say? Oh, yeah. What do you think that's going to be like? Jeez. Us. I don't know. I don't know. I hope Monica Bellucci's in it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, and I hope those weird um, Albino Dreads twins are not yeah, in it. I, yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Well, isn't that like an example of one of those um, trilogy movies where the first one was brilliant and then it just fell right apart? Um. Look, yeah, I, I think... If they'd combined maybe two and three into one movie, yeah, one cracker, yeah, yep. But you know, you could have had a less, yeah, that's fair. Kind of random dance parties underground. Yeah, a lot of and that Zion stuff. Yeah, <laughs> was a bit less Zion. Yeah, yeah, yeah less Zion. We get it. It's a place where everyone lives. We yeah, don't cool. need to. Yeah, I did like that. Maybe in the second one was that that real cool kung fu fight um, where he fought with the stick. Yeah, is that the second one? I yeah, think that might have been yeah, the second one. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah. It was cool. So just, you know, if we can get two hours of stick. Yeah. Stick, stick fighting. Work. No Zion. Stick fighting. Yeah. Monica Bellucci. Bam. There's your film. There we go. All right. So uh, I just thought I'd let everyone know about Keanu Reeves enjoying a nice weekend with his girlfriend. 
It feels like you're trying to send a message to someone. <laughs> uh, another quick headline here. Bella is turning her back on men. So that's from the Adelaide Advertiser. You know, bachelor runner-up Bella has sworn off men after her painful experience on the dating show. Thoughts, Monty? Uh, is this Bella's really turning her back on men, Monty? Is it? Is this? Is that relevant to be a headline? Well, it's a. It's a. He- not only is it a headline. There's an article following it. All right. Well, it, I can do this too. You want some headlines? I got some headlines. <laughs> this is. Well, it wasn't intended to be a war. I'm well, after your thoughts well, on these you've, important stories. You've, you've you've started something because I found a good one too before. Um, Here's one. Dad jailed for sex with family chickens. <laughs> How do you like that one? How do I like it? I don't <laughs> like it at all. Why would you need to say they were family chickens? <laughs> well, Any on. chickens is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think you meant to... I think because they've grown up with these chickens, maybe, so they're... You know, there's a more of an emotional attachment yeah. than a random yeah, chicken that might have walked past a, their house. Which is still unforgivable, but, <laughs> but, less, but less of an it's issue. It's just an extra layer, Monty. Not, not a little squeaky. <laughs> I, I know him. Um, here's another article from the same uh, great news outlet. Four tricks to finding the perfect white tea. Oh, okay. That's below the dad having sex with the chicken. These are back-to-back headlines. All right. This is how my mind worked. Uh, with four tricks, as in, you know, for hookers. prostitute clients. That's when you hear tricks that you're immediately thinking hookers, not well, just tricks. You just read a story yeah. about fucking a chicken. That's true. That's where my mind was. Um, and then perfect tea, like golf tea. So, uh, you know, there's if four blokes fucking a prostitute have the best chance of finding a good tea. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty hectic. Yeah. Um, we should probably go to a break rather than, like, trying to one-up each other with stupid fucking headlines. Yeah, my dad actually gave me a, a good stupid headline on the weekend. I can't remember it exactly, but it was, um, uh, it was a, like, a, a robbery, and in the suburb over, they found the alleged car. Mm. Alleged <laughs> Yeah, dad was, dad was like, it is a car. <laughs> it's like, you can see it's a car. I don't know why they're saying it's so, an alleged just car. The, the writing the story, the lawyers <laughs> in the background. Yeah, you just wrote this was a car. <laughs> yeah. There's no proof of that. Could be a motorbike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> On that note. Break. Great moments in Melbourne Cup history. Famously, Mark Twain witnessed the running of the 1895 Melbourne Cup won by Auroria. Twain was arguably one of the most famous people in the world at the time, and he was treated like royalty on his tour of Australia. His visit to the Melbourne Cup was his highlight of the trip, Twain noting, The champagne flows, everybody is vivacious, excited, happy, cup day is supreme, it has no rival. Twain's family and friends say that the experience had a huge effect on the man known as the father of American literature. Twain's literary output declined sharply after his trip to Australia, which most experts put down to a coincidence, but those close to Twain do not. One of the few books Twain released after his visit to Flemington was A Horse's Tale, which was written in the voice of Soldier Boy, who is Buffalo Bill's favourite horse. 
What a lot of people don't know is that the Melbourne Cup experience had so jarred Twain that he couldn't write in anything but a horse's perspective from that point on. Canny readers noticed that in the 1896 novel Tom Sawyer, Detective, that the titular character tended to eat a lot of oats and complained about sore fetlocks more than in previous incarnations. And the writing of The Mysterious Stranger, the incomplete novel that was the last that Twain worked on, kept getting stalled as a result of the narrative flow being broken by Twain's insistence that the main character stop to be reshod every couple of pages. Okay, well, we've rambled on for quite a while already, so let's try and uh, just rip through the next bit at a reasonable pace without, you know, uh, talking about fucking chickens or anything or, or Keanu Reeves having a nice weekend with his girlfriend. That was you. Yeah. All I right. wasn't... So, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about us collectively. The collective us. I've got um, an article here I'd like to read you. It's about the Panthers number nine, Appy Coruscant. Mm. Panthers number nine didn't watch the storm prelim, and there's a tactical reason why. I bet there is. This was Darcy McDonald wrote this. All right. Am I going to? I think be really annoyed by Darcy. No, I reckon Darcy's done all right. I, I think it's so just it's not an the writing. Story. It's the subject. I think this it's time? the subject that yeah, will be okay, intrigued right. by. Appy Coruscant didn't watch last Friday's Storm Raiders preliminary final. Instead, he binged Mr. Robot, an American drama series. Okay, well, yeah, all right. Have you seen Mr. Robot? I've seen a few episodes. Any rugby league? Not large amounts, but like I said, only a few. A bit of rugby league? probably building up to it. Building up to the rugby league? Yeah. yeah. Is that the point? The robot's going to play rugby league? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Don't stress, though, Panthers fans. It's nothing out of the ordinary for the 27-year-old. That stresses me more as a Panthers fan. (laughs) Coruscant has never been an avid footy watcher. Not because he isn't interested, but as a tactic that's turned him into the most instinctive number nine in the game. Instinctive well, because he doesn't know what's going to happen. That's hearsay. Yeah, uh, that good, like an alleged car. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Not watching football doesn't automatically translate to having oh, instincts ca- of gold. Cause and effect is what you can't call. He doesn't watch football, plays good footy. <laughs> Bam, that's yeah, the reason. Okay. I figured it out pretty early on, Coruscant told Fox Can I just Sports. say, though, if we're going to be scientific about this, we need to get him to watch a bit of football and see if he see plays any better. Well, worse. I hear they did that once. He was terrible. Because <laughs> well, he was trying to rewind the play <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the field. Is that what's happening? Kept having breaks for 30 <laughs> seconds at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Stopped and ate a burger and went... I never watched footy growing up, and then when I did try and watch footy and study teams, that just clouded me a little bit. I don't want to get caught thinking they're going to do other things because I've been watching them. So, it's just like... They don't know you've been watching them either. They're going to do what... (laughs) They're going to do whatever they're going to do. But also, this just sounds like he's baffled by possibility. Yeah. And just befuddling himself with... Maybe this will happen. Maybe that will happen. So I think what he thinks is that history always repeats itself. <laughs> so if they pass it to the left when that guy was running that way, there's no option that they won't. So if yeah. he doesn't know that, it's fine. He can work it out. And he's got w- the world's worst sufferer of deja vu. Wow, I like that. And so, you Chronic know, deja vu. let's say Cam Smith feints to the left and passes right. He just he stops in his tracks and goes... I've seen this before somewhere. And the game's passed him by. It's just gone, yeah. It's always good to be prepared, so I do concentrate during video. But at the same time, I take a pretty fresh approach when I go onto the field. So, sorry, video. So, he is watching the games. So, he's watching the games. (laughs) 
He just doesn't watch the Channel 9 coverage of the games. Well, that's understandable. I worry about do you what know, we're going sorry, to do. Can that's I just, right. Yeah, of course you can. Do you know I cannot watch the nine games with Rabs commentating now without thinking about him eating his Devon sandwiches? When did, We got told by um, Gus when he eats them. Is it half-time or is it the end of the game? Half-time. half-time. But I'm just sitting there going, okay, so you know, we're 10 minutes into a match. Do you reckon Rabs is calling but just keeps looking at the clock? Where do you go, reckon he keeps the sandwich? The other, like, uh, let's go to a break. And he goes to Phil. <laughs> it's only uh, 20 minutes still down time. <laughs> yeah, nice. Do you reckon he keeps it at hand during the game? Oh, fuck yeah. He wants to see him. Yeah, really. I don't think, yeah, he, I don't think he's... I don't, like, that probably should be in a fridge. But I don't think he's keeping I don't think Devin needs to be in a well, fridge. Well, he's probably got an esky. What am I talking yeah, about? Yeah, he strikes me as the kind of bloke with a little esky that he brings to work. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry, mate. That's, don't be sorry. This is how this show works. It's always good to be prepared. So I do concentrate during video. Once again, he yeah, said he didn't watch it before. Games, mate. But at the same time, I take a pretty fresh approach when I go onto the field. I worry about what we're going to do <laughs> and how we're going to play. <laughs> okay. So is that not his job? Yeah, I... You mean you think about what's going to happen? Yeah. Like just I, I just having a vague semblance of seeing... I don't think anyone's explained that that's what he's meant to do to him. Yeah. <laughs> it gets better. It's a unique approach. <laughs> <laughs> to think about what you're yeah, going to do. He didn't say that. This is just oh, okay. this is, this is um, the, the, the article again. Right. And very different to his teammate Nathan Cleary, who is known for studying the game. And known for never thinking about what to do. And, you know... I don't think Appy Corusau or Cleary are that much better than either one of them. They're both pretty decent. Yeah. So is, that, also, our, is that our test also, subject? But I think they have very different styles as well. So. Yeah, one looks like he's watched a game of footy before. <laughs> one looks like he's just worried about what we're going to do out there. <laughs> I don't understand why you'd make a big point about not watching games when it's clearly part of your training during the week to watch videos of games. I think it's like like... You've got a set amount of hours you've got to watch games, right? Like, this is video time. Um, Coruscant knows exactly what works for him. That also includes meditation. Coruscant has found an appreciation for meditating after initially learning back at the Rabbitohs in 2014. He didn't stick with it then, but six years later he's thrown himself into it, and the results speak for themselves. Mm. Many have dubbed him the buyer of the year for the way he's helped transform Penrith's attack, and his impact has carried over to off the field too with teammate Liam Martin revealing a week ago that he took up meditation after seeing what it's done to the star hooker's game. You reckon Appy's saying to Liam, look, mate, the key is don't watch the game. (laughs) Think about what you're going to do when you go out there. Worry about that and meditate. We meditated a fair bit back in 2014. A fair bit. <laughs> what does that mean? So who was he playing for? 2014 would have been Rabbits? Oh, I guess so. I don't know. I wonder if they did any good. Did they good? I think they might have won that They year. won that yeah, year. Yeah, they won that year. Well, it must have done great. So, okay, well, so why'd you stop meditating? Stop meditating, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was actually pretty proud when Liam said he was doing the same thing. He was not lost, but just didn't know what to do before games because he was bouncing around with heaps of energy. Yeah, well. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. Meditation is as far as Coruscant will do, though, when it comes to pre-game routines. Mm. He says a champion fighter inspired him to drop any ritual or superstition, something he's pretty proud of. Right. Conor McGregor. Ugh, okay, all fuck, right, yeah, go on. Once said, people use rituals as excuses when it doesn't go right, Coruscant said. Okay, has he got a little uh, daily inspiration cal- calendar of from, from Conor, Conor McGregor yeah. quotes? Fuck off. 
something like that. Drink me piss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, drink that whiskey I make. <laughs> That's not... I don't know what happened. Weird calendar, yeah. yeah. Um, Drink me bits. Yeah, drink me bits. Once he said that, I just dropped everything. Okay. All right. I've been pretty proud of that as well because that then puts more of an emphasis on me meditating. But isn't this now your thing? Can I ask a question? What's the point of this? This article is telling us, I don't know, it's a meandering article. It told us (laughs) at the start he doesn't watch footy. And when he, he meditates. Does. He does watch footy and he meditates. <laughs> yeah, and he, he meditated in 2014, did really well, stopped meditating, but now he's thinking it might be a good idea to meditate more. Also, doesn't like pregame rituals, but has a pregame ritual of, of meditating. meditating. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens that day, what I eat or what I drink, meditation just brings me back to the present and I go from there. Panthers will make their first grand final appearance in 17 years on Sunday. It's fair to say they probably wouldn't have had the hugely successful season, including 17 straight wins, that they've had if Coruscant joined the Bulldogs like he was meant to. Mm. Bulldogs were in the box seat to land Coruscant's signature after he squeezed out on Manly. But then the Panthers came to the table with Trump card, the coaching combination of Ivan Cleary and Trent Barrett. Okay. Is there, have we got more Coruscant talking? Yeah, I'm just I just I'm need... Looking, uh, yeah, uh, look, with all due respect to Darcy, um, if, if there are no more Coruscant... Uh, contradictory quotes in this article, then I'm not all that interested in hearing the rest of what Darcy's got to say, I'm afraid. Yeah, there's a good bit at the end here, though. He says, this one, it's weird, referring to the year he's just had. Oh, the, the year is weird? Yeah, the only yeah, emotion... No shit, Coruscant. Yeah, it's been a fucking <laughs> weird one. The only emotion I can feel is happy to go through a whole year with such a young crew. You find that love for football again. Sort of just builds even more, just seeing how these guys love it. His only emotion for the year is happy. Has he ever seen him play other than... Has he ever read any news? Yeah, yeah. fuck? (laughs) He doesn't watch the footy. He's been watching Mr. Robot for the whole year. Right. So, yeah, that's um, that's your boy there. All right. Well, thank you, Appy. That's baffled me and hurt my head. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I'm happy. Do they play it out of the ground? Surely they should. They should. Well, why don't we leave off with this? Give me your tips for the weekend. Who's going to win the granny and who's going to win the other granny? Uh, Tigers and... They got it, I reckon. Yeah? Yep. Uh, Tigers and Storm. Uh, Like, as much as Penrith had a monster year and as much as... uh, It's just all too perfect for them. And Storm are the ultimate ruiners. I'll tell you what, though. I have been saying to you in person... And on this podcast. He just pointed at the microphone, everybody. Um, <laughs> I, I keep saying that Penrith are going to choke, and they haven't yet. Yeah. So, like, I've only got one more chance well, what's, to choke. What are you saying? I'm saying the Cats. I, I think Geelong will beat okay. uh, Richmond. Right. I hope they do anyway, but um, I think they will. And Let's put a and piece I'm of gonna, caramel slice on that. I'm going to tip Melbourne as well, because I completely agree with you. <laughs> like, it's just exactly yeah. what's going to happen. It's Cam Smith. You know Cam Smith's retiring. Yeah. You know that they all know it. Everyone knows it. You just got all these happy, effervescent people who contradict themselves all day long out at Penrith. I reckon, you know, if they don't win Penrith, they can blame it on Appy never watching a game of footy. I'd say so. Yeah. And also, you know, having to point out to people that he thinks about what's going to happen and next. And convincing all his teammates to meditate with him before the game instead of doing their pre-game rituals. <laughs> All right, let's go. On that bombshell.